Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com superstuff and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com superstuff and get started today. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is the show that only uses its powers when it's convenient to the plot. Yeah. This is the show that stands around for half the movie and then decides to do stuff. We're pretty much the Cape Podcasters The Last Stand. Because we're talking about X-Men, not X3. The Last Stand. X-Men, not X3. From 2006, directed by not Brian Singer. Is 2006 right? Wow. This movie's older than I thought it was. It feels old it doesn't this movie feels a lot of weird things there's a lot of strangeness going on here yeah what did you think of this movie dave when the first time or this time anytime i liked it when i saw it in theaters i did too yeah i i enjoyed it and then i watched it now and it felt like a chore really but like a real short chore okay short chore somehow felt long to do it was a is a quick easy chore that took all day right got it no not even that not even that because how do you even describe that? This movie is only an hour, 44 minutes long. Yes. And every time I looked at my watch, no time had passed. <laughs> How is a movie this short that packs this much into it, but it feels eternal? It's a good question. What did you do, director of this movie, Brett Ratner? Ooh, Brett Ratner. Yeah, another another one Ooh. of those yucky, Ooh. yucky boys. Let's get Brian Singer out of here and... Let's a... get better. Brett Ratner. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh. Yeah. What was Roman Polanski taking? Ugh. <laughs> what did you think of this thing? Uh, hot take. I think this is the most enjoyable of the original X-Men trilogy. That is a very hot take. There you go. Pyro hot. Coming in. Oh, you had to bring up Pyro, didn't you? And immediately I think I might ruin this. Regret. I might ruin this for you. Oh, I didn't say I liked it. I said it's the most <laughs> enjoyable of the original trilogy. That's not saying much. <laughs> Every time we say we're going to do an X-Men movie, we just go, this is such a chore. This is work. Here's this the thing. isn't fun. That's how I feel about the original trilogy. I think after this, it, it gets better. I wouldn't know. I've never seen anything after this because my well, I mean, boner is like a turtle head and is way up inside me when it comes to X-Men. But it's still a boner. It's an innie. <laughs> that's how. That's what they meant when they talked about that stuff. I don't think I like X Men. Maybe that's just on you. Then I think that's fine with me. They get better. I promise you, they get better. And then, and then they don't matter. <laughs> kind of the like last this one. Yeah, this is the last stand, but it's not. It's a, it's not. It's the last stand before they go. Oh, let's do something different. Right. Yeah. What's this thing about? Twenty years ago. Professor Xavier, played by Patrick Stewart, and Magneto, Ian McKellen. First of all, how do you fuck up with this cast? Right away. <laughs> right away. I like how the big reveal in this opening scene was a guy gets out of a car and you see his legs hit the ground and then turns to be Professor X and you're like, what? He can walk? What? Oh, right. We're in the past. <laughs> they arrive at the home of young Jean Grey to recruit her for Professor X's school for gifted youngsters. She lifts all the cars in the neighborhood with telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> and even the water from Stanley's hose. Bam, getting out of the way immediately. Snapped or no, this Stanley? I don't think so. 
think he was just going about his day, just watering the plants, and then he started watering the sky because well, the Jean is, Grey got involved. The look he has on his face, part of me is like, this Dan got snapped because he's a dum-dum. <laughs> but, but, the, but the other part of me was like, no, he survived because I want to see his reaction when everybody else starts turning to dust. Interesting. Yeah. You gave this Stan a backstory. Yeah. I like it. Ten years later, slash ten years ago, instead of 20, there's a kid cutting off his wings because his dad hates mutants. He'll show up one or two more times in the movie as an adult, but really won't do anything at all. Nope. Present day. It's Angel. It is Angel. Just a, a boy. Yeah, just, just, just carving a away. Boy chopping off his wings because yep. daddy doesn't like him. Sure. It's a lot like Dogma here where they yeah. carved him and now they're human and they pass through the door in Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh? Yeah. 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 They walk in, they're absolved of their sins, and that's it. Yeah, they I get think, back into heaven. I think Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith were just in Pittsburgh maybe a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I don't remember how long ago it was. And it was for Jane Silent Bob reboot, the road show they're doing. Yeah. And they went to the church, and the church is like condemned now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh Yeah. That's probably a sign. Well, he even said, he's like, wouldn't it be cool if we turned this into like something, like a theater or something? Oh, I was yeah. Like, hey, good luck. That'd be neat. That'd be great. You had a lot of good memories there. Yeah. Dropping bodies out of the sky. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And right, and Alanis Morissette and Alanis doing Morissette, handstands. Who's also doing a, a reunion, a 25th anniversary Jagged Little Pill tour. Sure she is. So that's awesome. Anyway, I guess we have to start talking about this movie again. Only for a few minutes till I find something else to derail, <laughs> derail. us with. Present day, Storm, Wolverine, Rogue, Colossus, Iceman, and Kitty Pride. There's are... so many people in this movie. So Yeah, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, Anna Paquin, Daniel Cudmore? Sure. Sean Ashmore. One of these things is not (laughs) like the other. (laughs) And Ellen Page are fighting a sentinel. Wolverine is Colossus. No, don't even. Okay, go, because I'm about to flip a table. They're fighting a sentinel. Wolverine is Colossus. Hurl him at the giant robot. Fastball special. And he takes off his head. It's pretty cool until you find out that much like the rest of this movie, none of it mattered. No, none of it mattered. But at the same time, we didn't even see the sentinel. No, we just saw we its just eyes. Saw, we and saw then its eyes, head. and then we saw just a bunch of fog, and you're like, I think it's a sentinel, but I really don't know. I mean, you can And tell. then when the head flies off, you're like, that's a fucking sentinel, and you just took that away from us? Yeah. And One then- of the biggest moments in Marvel history, you just, well, Brett Ratner, you fucked up already, man. <laughs> and then they took it away again, because it wasn't even real. Danger room. Danger room. Ah. I imagine Brett Ratner's got a danger room at his house, right? Yeah, probably. That he shares with Brian Singer? Mm-hmm. Right. You know his lawyer's name's last name is also Singer? Is it really? It's very confusing when you start reading the articles about <laughs> the, his d- lawyer defending him. It's like B. Singer it's and like, L. Singer. I imagine Brian the lawyer's Singer's... name is Lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Lawyer. Why is Brian Singer defending Brett Ratner? This is so weird. Anyway, Cyclops is pretty bummed since, you know, Gene's dead and all from the last movie. Yeah, but you can't tell he's pretty bummed because this is the way James Morrison always acts in these movies. Bummed. Just going, sunglasses. <sighs> Uh, five o'clock shadow uh. anyway he keeps hearing her whisper his name which can't be helping his situation by being bummed <laughs> so he's like I'm gonna get out of here on account of all the sadness I have inside me and Wolverine's like pretty sad too bub I fucked her too bub <laughs> I don't... difference is I could look her in the eyes bub I, I don't know if that happened Brett Ratner would be like that happened and then <laughs> and later Gene Gray would be like it didn't happen and he'd be like alright it didn't happen Brett Ratner would be like honestly... I was sitting in the corner totally cucking it because that's what I do I'm Brett Ratner I don't even know what Brett Ratner's done I just know he's a bad boy yep <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had some accusations flung his way I don't want to look it up because then I get alerts on my computer sure and I just don't need that you don't need the Brett Ratner alerts no and I don't want him to get the excitement of oh my name's up one percent in the Google search. I'm being Googled. <laughs> Hopefully it's not by Olivia Munn. Oh boy. 
Then we get to meet Beast, played by Kelsey Grammer. Which He's is an amazing Beast. The best choice of actor they could have done for Beast. I would say Hugh Jackman's probably the best choice for Wolverine. That's the best casting that there is, <sighs> probably. I suppose. For the time, yeah. For the, Okay. I'd say Beast is either it's 2 or so 1A at least. He is so spot on so in that So perfect. Role. He's big and hairy and blue and political and whatnot. His government buddies let him know that they caught Mystique. Rebecca Romaine, no longer Stamos. Ooh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to contain her. But really, the reason that the Beast is there is because the president wants to let him know that Worthington Labs has developed an X-gene cure based on the powers of a young mutant named Leech. Cool. Yeah, there's a cure for mutants. Professor X is teaching, which is something that still happens at the school, uh, for, <laughs> for a second, because then he dismisses Briefly. class because Storm is changing the weather for no damn reason. No, she's changing the weather because she's upset. She makes it all cloudy, and Professor Xavier rolls on up, and he goes, I don't need to you read your mind to see that something's bothering. It's like, no shit, yeah, Professor yeah, Xavier. Yeah. She literally put clouds over her head. <laughs> the forecast was for sun. <laughs> but the but the thing is, the thing she's upset about is like, why didn't we go public? Like the school should go public now. And he's like, no, we still have enemies. What are you? You know the guy yeah. who bends metal Remember with Magneto? his mind? Him. <laughs> He's still out there. The blue lady who changes? Yeah, still out there. Remember that kid who used to go here with the fire? He's there too. Later on, Professor Xavier's going to go, Storm, I want to give you my school. It's like, no, bad choice. She does not understand what's yep, going but, on. But she's like, but what about Cyclops? And he's like, nah, that dude went crazy. So <laughs> Cyclops won't look me in the eye. So, <laughs> so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I don't trust someone who can't look me in the eye. Beast shows up and he's like, they made a cure. And Storm is like, we don't need no stinking cure. But Rogue is like, I need that cure. I can't touch anyone. Give me the cure. <laughs> Make me a normie, damn it. Meanwhile, there's some sort of meeting with a bunch of like goth mutants with tattoos and shit. And Magneto's there and he's like, this cure stuff seems like it's going to be trouble. If you agree with me, you should join uh, me and Pyro here and we'll go do something about it. Well, all right. And they recruit a bunch of people who have- Sight unseen, they go, no names. we're with you, Yeah, there's, Englishman. There's like only two important ones. It's the spiky pufferfish guy and Callisto. <laughs> yeah, of course. She can run fast, but also senses the presence and strength of nearby mutants, which is obviously super convenient and seems like a power of two different mutants. Sure. But she's Fine. got them all. Got them all. She's the Pokemon of mutants. <laughs> Beast goes to Alcatraz Island, which is where the Worthington Lab is for some reason. And there he meets Leech, who is the, the young boy who can take people's powers away, and that's what they're basing the cure off of. And he reaches out to shake his hand, and it turns human. And it's actually a really neat scene. I like the look on Kelsey Grammer's face. I was just like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Because Kelsey Grammer can act. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's what, that's, wow, I get so confused with these movies, because yeah. I'm so used to seeing James Marsden and Sean Ashmore. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Ashmore. I'm convinced who has Sean Ashmore is the, the reason why they don't they don't learn anything in this school because Sean Ashmore is just like there's drama, there's so much drama, there's there's so much drama. Oh, and Ellen Page and all of her emotions. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> they're so there. Cyclops is going back to the lake where Jean died because whispers, and he lasers up the lake because that's a thing. And Get then all mad. wouldn't you know it, Jean just pops up out of nowhere. Yep. And she's like, hey, take your glasses off. I want to see your eyes. And he's like, no, dummy. That's, that's the, a terrible that's idea. That's where the laser's coming from. You know this. And she's like, nah, it's fine. So he does it. And they kiss. And then her, his face gets all wobbly and weird. And the next thing you know, you're, we're cutting to the X-Mansion. And Charles is like, 
There's Scott! A, there's a disturbance in the force! Scott! <laughs> Which he he yells telepathically to everybody at the school for some reason. It's a Scott alarm. And then, a Scott brain alarm. You know, Wolverine and Storm are like, what's going on? He's like, go to the lake! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening, Goofy? <laughs> How far away is this lake? It's not around the corner. I'm very confused about where anything is in this movie. Isn't the lake in Canada? The lake is in Canada. But they're in Westchester. They're in Westchester. You can't just go... The, the lab gone. with gone. the cure is in San Francisco. Yeah. This movie's all over the fucking place with <laughs> no time accounted for travel. None. Zero. They get to the lake. And it takes Storm way too long to realize that she can make the fog go away. <laughs> <laughs> but she does. You're and- a fucking weather lady. <laughs> how don't you know how to do this yet? <laughs> so she makes the fog go away. And there's a bunch of floating rocks. And also Jean. Uh, and they don't question where Cyclops says, even though Wolverine found his sweet Oakleys just floating in the air. One of the many pairs, of course, James Marsden's very famous for having a lifetime supply. Sure. Those bright red oaks. Oh, that's what you want. That's what I want to see is bright red oaks. <laughs> Back in the mansion, Professor X exposition dumps about Jean having too much power, and he slapped some mental blocks on her when she was young. So now she has a split personality deal going on. Their alternate persona being this all-powerful, instinctual, and emotional entity that calls itself the Phoenix. So good job, Chuck. You literally made a monster. Bravo. <laughs> Back at Worthington Labs, the cure is now available to the public. Mutants are split on the issue, some wishing to be cured, others offended that the cure even exists. This kid from earlier with the wings is the son of the guy who invented the cure, and he's meant to be the first to get it. But instead, he jumps through the window and flies away. I get very confused between Angel and Pyro because I think the actors look way too similar, and they all have like that almost like quaffed blonde they, hair, They too. do both have quaffed blonde hair, but I think the pyro actor looks a little more dopey. Uh, both kind of look a little dopey. Fair. <laughs> Bad casting. Right. You'd think in this movie they'd have perfect casting, because it's a perfect movie. Ooh, who said that? No one ever. They have, Brett Ratner. They have some probably. good and actors he, here. Yeah. I just don't know what happened. They got Oscar winners here. They have two sirs. Yeah, that's actually impressive. <laughs> Magneto and his crew track down the convoy that's carrying Mystique. They go to break her out, but she gets shot with the cure, so they nope right on out of there. But not before they take the other prisoners from the convoy, Multiple Man, which criminally underused in this movie. Agreed. And Juggernaut. Criminally miscast in this movie. Agreed as well. (laughs) You're going to skip over Rebecca Romaine getting all naked, huh? I mean. She did it. She did. She was lying on the cold, hard floor. Oh! Natalie Imbruglia style? Trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's torn? That, too. That seemed to me happy. Yes. She was much less blue. and Except that, I mean, you have a major character who we've now followed for two movies and her quote-unquote death, if you will. Sure. Nothing. There's nothing behind it because the way that Sir Ian McKellen reacts to it is just like, well, well bye. You're, you're nothing now. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, darn. You were so pretty before. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Some people like blue people. I don't know. Yeah. Steven. <laughs> He was probably real bummed. He was real bummed. Oh, now she's all normal. Darn. I liked her better when she was all blue. She looked real cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing that the cure has been weaponized, Beast resigns from the cabinet and goes to the expansion. That's it. That's the whole part. That's This is thrilling. That's what he does. I'm thrilled. Wolverine watches Jean sleep like a creep. Then he goes to touch her like a creep. Brett Ratner, I could see directing the scene, goes, <laughs> no, Wolverine, you have to look at her like this. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> And then she suddenly wakes up and seduces him, even though he was... Yeah, so in her head, she's Jean Grey. Yep, she's but also Phoenix, Phoenix. And also horny as all 
fuck. Yeah, she's instantly horned up for the Wolverine. Yeah. And he's into it for a hot second until he remembers that, right, the Phoenix thing. Right. This <laughs> is that, this right, is, she's going to kill me. This <laughs> right. <laughs> So then he's like, oh, where's Cyclops? Did you kill him? And then Gene snaps back. Out of nowhere, he asks that. Yeah, he's like, Bruh. do you think he said that to get his boner killed? Stop making that Is that me. what happened? Cyclops. He's like, what's a Can't think about baseball. Can't- Cyclops, did you kill? Oh, I thought about James Morrison. Oh. There it goes. That'll do it every Ugh. time. <laughs> so Gene snaps out of it, and she's like, kill me. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that escalated fast. Yeah, but then the Phoenix comes back, and she sends Wolverine to the wall and just leaves the lab to go to her childhood home or something. Or something. Callisto senses Jean's strength and leads Magneto and her team to her. Professor X, Wolverine, and Storm also go to Retriever, and Professor X and Magneto enter the house just as they did 20 years ago, except this time Professor X is in a wheelchair. Did they have a big wheel review, like reveal this time where he pops out? And it's, just... <laughs> it's the same scene, but there's just wheels. wheels. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a good thing Jean's parents installed that ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X tries to calm Jean and convince her to come back to the mansion, but Magneto is undermining him at every turn, wanting Jean to join his side. Professor X reminds her that she killed Cyclops, and she gets so mad about that. Why would you remind her? It's like, remember, you killed him. The the man you loved. You've destroyed him. And so she gets all psychic and throws Magneto to the other side of the room, and Wolverine's like, I'm going in there. And he runs, and then there's a big fight between- Juggernaut and Wolverine, which is actually pretty cool. Which is really cool. I like the scene where he throws Wolverine through the ceiling, and then he comes down to the other room and through the- And Storm is is fighting Callisto, and also Pyro's there doing what? I don't know. He's just doing the fire thing that no one cares about. But it's like, it's two X-Men versus like four Brotherhood members, and it's an even match? Somehow. I don't know. Anyway, Gene just Thanos snaps- Professor X into a million tiny little pieces while Magneto and Wolverine watch. Wolverine, I like how he gets to this these like pocket doors and opens them just in time for <laughs> Professor X to like look over and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "Hello, Logan." <laughs> I feel like if this were a different movie, it was one of those looks of like, "Hey there, sailor." <laughs> it's almost like he's. It's one of those looks like like he should have been like, "This is my last stand," as he winked <laughs> into the camera. <laughs> One of the, oh, that would have actually been perfect in this movie. Yeah. Except the right funny thing is, is he hasn't stood in years. <laughs> but he was kind of standing because the way she was holding him up out of the chair. Yeah, like, anyway, oh, floaty. Doesn't his, matter. His last stand. It doesn't matter. We did it. So I guess Gene's going to go with Magneto then. Apparently. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one who's alive that I didn't kill. Yeah. Because he, he was in the kitchen. He's just like, <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand why there had to be a winner for her. Why, why, she, I mean, she clearly fucked off on her own earlier. Why couldn't she just go, all right, I'm going to go see what this guy's you, doing. You, Metal Man. You're, yeah. you're next. <laughs> Back at the X mansion, they have a funeral for Professor X. And also Iceman ice skates with Kitty Pride because she misses home. And Rogue is pissed, so she leaves to get the cure, as you do. You just, like, that's 15 minutes of this movie right there. Well done. Bam. I like this movie better. <laughs> The next day, Beast is like, let's close the school and send the kids home. And Iceman's like, a lot of these kids don't have a home. Then Angel shows up to the mansion. So Storm's like, yeah, let's keep the place open. Right. They said the basilisk is on the loose, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's just a phoenix. It's not a basilisk. You can look. Well, actually, the basilisk is more like Cyclops. You can't look that thing in the eye. Right. Hmm. Interesting. But Cyclops is dead. He is so dead. Then Wolverine starts hearing these damn whispers from Gene. Yes. The parcel tongue. The Scott whispers. parcel tongue. Yeah. Wolverine. Except she's saying Logan, because he has a name. He sure does. Cyclops does too, but I don't care. Scott. I said I don't care. Right. Naturally, knowing what happened to Cyclops, Wolverine decides to go look for her. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) So she seduced and killed him, 
And then hmm. try challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, I think I can do better. Than I him. think I'm into this. <laughs> it's like the most dangerous game, but you know, at the end, but, I might get boned. This is great. <laughs> but it's like volunteering to be the hunted. Right. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're into. <laughs> Iceman looking for Rogue goes to a clinic where they're giving out the cure. There he runs into Pyro, who blows the joint up, and Magneto has a whole broadcast where he's like, "This is the first attack." This is how it always happens. The bad guy takes over the airwaves. <laughs> when is the good guy ever taken over the Oh, actually, last movie, X2. The end of it. Oh, that's right. That's I take it all back. Yeah, sometimes you just got to Airwaves hack, are hack easy to take airwaves. over. As long as the cure exists, humans will not be safe. And he asks that any mutants that don't want to join his fight just stay out of his way. Which seems like a reasonable request. It seems pretty easy to go, we literally just got this thing like on Tuesday. We don't need it. Let's just put <laughs> this away for a little while. Yeah. The president orders Worthington Labs seized and secured and arms his troops with plastic guns that shoot cure needles. I like how they do the plastic guns. It's pretty smart. It's all you can do. Right. Hey, he can control metal. Remember when he, we had him in that cell? It didn't work out well. Let's uh, let's not use metal guns on him. Done. I want to know what they use for the needles. Plastic needles? Sure. I don't know. That's a <laughs> wonderful question. Wolverine tracks down Gene at Magneto's Boy Scout outing. It's pretty intense. It is pretty intense. Because they're in Because they're camping. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to talk Gene into leaving, but Magneto knows he's there and is all like, I'm not strong enough to keep her here. She wants to be here, bro. Not even that. He took over Wolverine's body because he because always he's does. Metal, he's right. like, I could smell your adamantium from a mile, mile away. away. And then instead of keeping him prisoner or something, he just throws him into the woods. As you do. You know. Oh, I'm sure this won't come back to bite me. <laughs> Bye, Wolverine. <laughs> The president's anti-mutant forces are closing in on the camp using thermal tracking, but it turns out to be a distraction, and the only one there is Multiple Man, albeit multiple of them. Sure. Lots of him. Magneto is making his way to Alcatraz to kill Leech. It's a little boy mutant. Yeah? Wolverine, back at the mansion. I don't know how he keeps going back and forth so goddamn quick. I don't quick. know. He's got a fast travel. He keeps hitting the checkpoints That's and he gets is. the fast travel. Yeah. I get it. He's got a save point. <laughs> just, oh, Magneto threw me into the woods. So I'll just load up from where I was at the mansion. That's exactly it. He assembles a team to go protect Alcatraz from Magneto, even though Storm's in control. This is where he gets Sean Connery and Nick Cage to show up. Right. they obviously need the scientist with the chemicals and whatnot. Right, right, right. You also, and, he, and he fucked the prom queen. So and that's you, pretty good, and too. And you get uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, because no crew is complete until you have all of them. Correct. But no, it, it's it's just uh, Wolverine, Storm, Beast, Iceman, Kitty Pride, and Colossus. What a team. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> this is what I want. The six X-Men. I got a guy who's got, his only power really is he can smell real good and he's got claws in his hands yep. and he heals. Yeah, and he heals. You got Storm who forgets that that's her <laughs> name and doesn't know what she does half the time. <laughs> you have Iceman. Right. Who, when he gets over the drama, I'm sure he's fine. He's cold. That's it? That's all we know about him? Yeah. Beast is just big and blue, and he can jump for forever. Yeah, I've never seen anybody jump like that. Kitty Pride's pretty sweet. She goes through walls. Yeah, she can phase through walls. That's that's a good power. I would say. Magneto breaks the Golden Gate Bridge and moves it to access Alcatraz. Which, which is awesome. It looks so cool. Which is awesome. But it's yep. a terrible plan. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make a bridge so that, you know, everyone can still come over right. and fight me if they I must. I can easily just grab some metal and float on over there with all my people, but I'm going to make a Permanent bridge so anybody can do it. Brotherhood, listen up. Can any of you fly? Any of you? We're mutants. That'd be a good question. Any of you? No? No? I'm going to steal a bridge. <laughs> Not a tiny bridge, though. The Golden Gate Bridge. This seems like the best plan. 
We got to this spot, no problem. We probably get to the rest of the way, no problem. I'm going to steal a bridge. <laughs> Just want to flex a little. <laughs> <laughs> I took over a metal man before, and now I'm going to take over this giant metal structure. <laughs> but I'm going to forget that in a few minutes. Yeah. Magneto sends in all of the unnamed expendable mutants against the guards armed with cure guns, but not in a subtle way. He's just like, no, let the pawns go first. He keeps repeating that. He holds it's back like, his- We get it, Magneto. Chess. We get it. Oh. He plays chess. Eventually. But also, he's like, these guys are expendable. I don't like them. You have a name. <laughs> right. So the Blackbird X-Jet lands. I had to make sure I, I gave it the right name. The blue lover gets real upset if you don't. <laughs> so now it's like a shit ton of bad guys against six X-Men and the guards of Alcatraz. Seems fair to me. So then everybody fights. Angel shows up to rescue his dad like he hasn't been in only two scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> we keep forgetting who he is. <laughs> Pyro and Iceman have their confrontation. Cooler heads prevail. Because <laughs> he, he turns into pure ice and he headbutts him. He finally him. went full Iceman. That's the it. Iceman that... It's supposed to be there. Right. And he finally did it. Right. And I even wrote, fuck it's yes. A, oh, th- three movies in, finally. We did it. The man literally cheated death once before when he couldn't turn to ice. He kissed a girl who will kill you. Yeah. And now he's like, I'm going to finally find out what powers are. Like, you know what? You know what would be a good yeah. idea to do? Mm. <laughs> Juggernaut chases Kitty Pride to Leech, but it's, it's like a really cool scene. The way she's phasing through the walls and he's just crashing through them after her. Yeah, and then he and she it. phases him into the floor. And we get the best line of the movie. It's the internet I'm one. The juggernaut, Mitch. So good. Vinnie Jones. Great, Vinnie Jones. He's a gift to the world, not so much to this movie. Yep. Fair. <laughs> and there's another fastball special, because, you know, fan service. Right. And he uh Colossus is gonna throw Wolverine at Magneto. Magneto forgets his powers once again. Right. He goes. That's a what metal is- man throwing a metal man, and I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to let it. I literally just moved an entire fucking bridge, but <laughs> I'm going to let this one play out. I could smell him coming from a mile, <laughs> from a mile away. away. <laughs> but fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Beast is going to pop up behind him with a, uh, what is it, four needles? Yeah, it just stabs cure? him in the chest. It's a real easy way to take down the big bad. Yeah. It took no time at all. Absolutely. Somewhere in there, Beast says, Oh, My Stars and Garters, which is just fantastic. Love it. So good. Everything about Beast is great in this movie. So the X-Men kill off or depower all the dumb new characters. They stick Magneto with the four syringes of the cure. And it seems like the war is over. Oh, right. Jean. Yeah, she's a problem. She's been standing around for like half the movie now. And she's like, oh, I think I'll do something now. <laughs> Easiest paycheck I've ever earned. You, you mean I have to act now? Okay. All right. Okay. All okay. right. I'll turn it on. And then even Magneto's like, what have I done? It's like, you know exactly, you know exactly you what you stupid. did. Magneto, all you do is you serve yourself. And I appreciate that about your character. Yes. But come on. But you had to know. You're you a little bit know. better than this. Luckily, Wolverine has healing powers. Yeah. So he's just going to walk up and stab her in the gut. Yep. And uh, oh, before that, he's going to be like, I love you. Because I guess that's what this movie was missing. Yeah. And of course, after he kills Jean Grey. In the deleted scene, he fucks Jean Grey because Brett Ratner directed Brett this, Ratner and he's into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Jean is buried next to the pile of dust that used to be Professor X and presumably Cyclops' Oakleys because- <laughs> That's all that was left There was of. no body for either of them. It's just, it's just the person who killed these two people buried between the two people she killed. Rogue gets the cure so she can touch Bobby. Good for her. Beast is named the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., representing mutant interests. Leech is a student at the school now. Wolverine's a teacher, and Storm is running the show. Angel 
is showing up in the movie he had no business being in. And Magneto is playing chess in the park. And all of a sudden, he can he can wiggle some metal chess pieces, which means the entire war was for literally nothing. The last stand. Also, Charles is still alive somehow in a hospital room. Yeah, sure. They, they're just like, hey, everything that just happened, none of it matters. <laughs> yep, we, we found all of your atoms one by one, and we reassembled them. They didn't do that. No, he, he just moved his consciousness to his brain-dead brother. I don't care. Who was in a coma I don't since care. birth. I don't care. Who just happened, I don't care. happened to be- I don't care. Down the road. I don't care. He's like, I'm just gonna. I don't care. Move my brain into his. I, nothing. Nothing matters anymore. I don't care anymore. No, this no. movie is a movie for it's sure. It's a movie. And the last scene with the chess and the the wiggly piece. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Don't care. I think it was a fun way to end the movie, but it was also like, but wait, that means none of that matters. That means literally hour forty four of my life. You just said. Ha ha. But also. Fuck you. Yeah, this movie cost $210 million to make, and we need to make $459 million somehow in order to break even, so here we go. Yep, yep. Fuck you. They were like, this is supposed to be the last one, and then halfway through, they were like, well, maybe not. <laughs> Let's change everything, because this little... They didn't even show Cyclops' death on screen, so they could be yep. like all non-committal about that, too. Well, there's rumors why they killed him, and we'll get into it. Rumors? There's almost facts about why they killed him. We'll get into it. <laughs> That's X, not X3. It's not X3. That's it's still not, not X3. X3. That's X-Men The Last Stand. X3, why would they call it X2 just to screw with us? Why does the X-Men hate us, and why do we hate the X-Men? I don't hate them. I do. I just think that they could be better done. Oh, you think? I think their issue is that whenever you read an X-Men comic, especially like the Chris Claremont ones, they're so wordy. Mm-hmm. They're insanely wordy. And with this, I feel like they're trying to not do that. Chris Claremont was also in this movie. Where? He was on the lawnmower in the opening scene when Stan had the water going up. I'm happy he has a job again. That's great. Yeah. Great for him. (laughs) What do you think about this movie after talking about it? Oh, man. After talking about it, it it feels less fun. That's fine. That is totally fine. Uh, Yeah. It'll be a while before I watch it again. I'll I'll put it that way. I don't know if I'm going to watch this thing ever again. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I don't think I'm going to watch like any X-Men movie like before this ever again. It like upsets me almost because I used to have a pretty high opinion of at least X2 and X3. Yeah. Not X3. Nope. But <laughs> nothing matters in any of these things. It's basically like we have characters, throw them up on the screen, That's... make them talk and walk and power and end. You're lucky if they talk. Colossus had one line in this movie. Why? Was, Why did we even bother with this? Bobby's looking for Rogue, and he's like, where's Rogue? And Colossus is like, she left. That's his whole line <laughs> in the entire movie. How many takes do you think they did? It's not even in a Russian accent. Nope. What are you doing? I don't know what any of this movie is doing. Why was Angel even in it? I don't know. Other well, than- He's an original X. Other than them but going, that's we're getting all the originals back together. But no, you're going to kill Cyclops. You're so barely none of the them are going to back together. Especially when time. you say that Logan's going to be your lead. Logan wasn't even around for a long time. Right. Nothing matters. And they I don't think they did a good job with the Phoenix storyline. I think they did a terrible job with the Phoenix storyline. Yeah. yeah, this was this was Joss Whedon's run with the the cure and whatnot. That's fine. And then they were like, let's also do Dark Phoenix. Let's squeeze do, it in there. Let's do two movies at once and do neither of them justice. You had a good idea of doing the cure. Yes. It's a good idea. It's and it actually has some stakes and some threats. And you actually have a side that's like no, we don't want it. We like being a mutant. Why can't yeah. you still accept us? And you have the other side saying, that's kind of peaceful, but saying like almost the same thing. Right. Of like, if someone wants this, let them take let it. Let them do it. Yeah. 
So it, I mean, it's, it's like an actual yeah. You have a passive debate. It's you have like, a passive aggressive group in the good guys versus a kind of loud and angry, still mostly passive aggressive group until they're not right until they're just aggressive. Because I feel like they had to be because it was getting pushed through, and you have the whole right everything in government. Yeah, it's the the weaponization is is the part where that really... when you say weaponization, it's a problem in general. Yeah, yeah, it's that's usually you're the gonna, line when you're going to forcefully demutinize these people it's like maybe they should fight back yeah i think because you know it's so they're right sort of really it's almost like magneto was the one who's right the whole time we've said he's one of the best villains for a reason because he actually has a point yeah yeah and it's just even though he's extremely selfish just wants to serve his own purpose and professor x was a dick in this movie he was <laughs> he was a complete dick in this movie he's like yelling at wolverine he's he's putting psychic blocks he's on trying Jean. to give the school the storm and she's a dum-dum <laughs> Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, they had to placate Halle Berry, who wasn't going to do the movie. What do you mean play? I mean, she got a haircut. That's she uh, she wasn't going to. They do complimented the, movie. the haircut in the movie, which they is did. annoying. Yeah, it is. Like, come on, come on. I got eyes. I could see what that. Oh, did she cut her hair? Yeah, I didn't even notice. It's a good thing they said something. Yeah, thank God. Well, no, after Catwoman, she was like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to do any superhero movies." And they were like, "We'll give you a bigger part." She was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> And then they wrote her character like, we gave you a bigger part. Also, you're stupid now. I think that's just the writing in this. <laughs> you're probably right. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to make a movie with Kelsey Grammer, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, a bad movie. It's not good. It's not a good movie. It's almost like they were like, all right, we have this license. We have to put out a movie every two years. Or we're going to lose it. Just Well, actually, this was a hugely rushed production. Why? Just because they needed the cash? I don't know. I think they had they set a date before they started production, and then they were like, we're not changing the date, which is the reason Brian Singer was like, nope, bye, not doing this one. And then they had uh, Matthew Vaughn attached to it. That's went, an early Matthew Vaughn, too. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but he was like, uh, oh, you want this done in less than a year? Bye. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and Brett Ratner went, someone please hire me. <laughs> Brett Ratner was like, remember Rush Hour? Anyone? Do you understand the words that are? <laughs> I looked up Brett Ratner's allegations. Yeah. On November 1st, 2017, Ratner actually filed a libel suit in federal court in Hawaii accusing now former employee Melanie Kohler, a Hawaii native, of damaging his reputation. Mm -hmm. On the same day, the Los Angeles Times reported that six other women had accused him of sexual misconduct. <laughs> Interesting. Funny how that worked out. Yeah. Ugh. Why are so many of these guys fucking creeps? And why do they keep coming to the X-Men? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you're right. The creeps, and they love the X-Men. They do. Creeps love X-Men. That's what we're getting at. How long do you think Cyclops was in this movie? Three minutes. Four and a half. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> why even bother? That's probably, I, I know the scene at the mansion. Yep. And the scene at the lake. That's two days of work. Done. Wow. Well, he had other things he had to do. Like? Superman 2. Or Superman Returns. Better choice with Brian Singer. With Brian Singer, who took the rest of the production crew from X, not X3. That's right. And fucked off to, to do Superman Returns. What do you think's a better movie between Superman Returns and, let's just call it X3, fuck it. Yeah, Superman Returns, obviously. Because it's phenomenal, that's why. Because it's Cause better. Because it's phenomenal. Because it's better, for sure. That's right. That's wild. That's insane. It's like a, it's, do you think that- the writers wrote that in to punish, or do you think that 
No, I think it was like, well, we, we have to have Cyclops in here. And they were just unwilling to move the production. Even Rebecca Romaine wasn't available for a lot of the shoot. So that's why her she was only in it for so long. So this is just a movie out of convenience, really? I think just so. for whoever? Yeah. For Fox, they were like, hey, we're putting this movie out, whether it's done or not. It's so, on this date no matter what. So do something. It's going to be the most expensive movie ever produced. Ever. For an hour, 44 minutes? Where'd the money go? What happens that they needed all that money? Uh, it could have been the $35 million they spent to make Golden Gate Bridge move. That's way too much money. They built a basketball court-sized two-scale section of the bridge and then CGI'd around it. For 35 mil? For 35 million. That seems... Excessive? Uh, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What do you know? The San Francisco authorities were like, no, you can't use the real bridge. And they're like, we'll make our own. <laughs> so that's what they did. There's a lot of people in this movie. There's a lot of new characters, like new mutants and whatnot. Yes. And all the bad ones die, so they don't matter. That's correct. Do you think this movie would have been better with other mutants in it? Other mutants? Yeah. I have a list here. It's a GameSpot article from June of 2019. Mm-hmm. And it's 27 X-Men with truly awful mutant powers. Oh, I want to hear this. The first one I have, his name is Ice Cream. His power is an ability to transform himself into any ice cream flavor. What? What? <laughs> That's the Can you imagine him and Iceman? It would be like a shake and bake for the modern age. Except one of them's mildly useful and one of them's butter, cre- is butter Neopolitan. Pecan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What? Mint chocolate chip. Right. There's another called gold balls. His power is he shoots gold balls out of his body. Uh, That's it. Out of Okay. I'm afraid to ask where. So is everyone else. There's another character called Tag. Tag. Tag's power is he tags people, which causes them to emit a signal that makes everyone else run away. <laughs> so it makes them it. Makes them it. That's his, That's it. <laughs> that's his power. Just everyone runs away. What? There's another one called Ugly John. His power is that he has kind of three faces. They're all ugly. That's his, that's it. His power is ugly he has John. Three ugly faces. Go ugly John. Yep. Another one called Cipher. His power is the ability to translate any language. So he's like C3PO. He's in like Star Wars for the Google most part. Google Translate. Yep. So that's <laughs> all he could do. That's it. That's useful. Just languages sure. and whatnot. The cool thing about him is he can just be written around. I suppose so. Since it seems like everything is always in English anyway. There's another character called Kylan. His power is that he has the ability to mimic any sound he hears using his vocal cords, to which the article acknowledges that, yes, he's pretty much Michael Winslow from the Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you. That's phenomenal. Number one sidekick superfan. He says he likes Nightcrawler because of the blue skin. Yeah. There's a character called Jazz that he's completely overlooked. Jazz? Yep, his... Only power is that his skin is blue, and that is literally That's his it. only power. <laughs> He's my new favorite. This is interesting. Oh? Jubilee is on this list. Really? One of the major stars of the X-Men animated series. Yeah. Her ability is to create explosive light blasts with her hands. So it's really just she shoots fireworks, yeah. I suppose? Yeah, basically. She's like a, like a one-woman laser light show. Right. Kind of pointless. Man, there's so many just dumb characters. It's amazing. Oh, Toad. He's on the list, too. Toad is dumb as hell. He so is I get so stupid. He's just got a tongue. But he's got a cool action figure, so. <laughs> fine. That, uh, fine. Uh, this one's called Ink. 
Ink's powers are due to his tattoos. Right. He's not a mutant, but instead gets tattoos from a mutant that gives him powers. Yeah. So he's kind of like Maui from Moana, I suppose. Exactly. You're welcome. I think the last one on this list might be my favorite for being the dumbest. It's called Lifeguard. Lifeguard. She's just very gold and whatnot. Her powers is she can detect danger to human life and automatically gains any powers needed to save those at risk. What a cop-out. Yep. How do you write for a character like that? I mean, how do you write for any of these characters? They're all just powers out of convenience for the most part. I suppose, but that one is literally her power is convenience. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I just think the X-Men are such lazy superheroes because they can be whatever you need them to be in order to tell the story. Yeah, but you... Always have your like core group. It's not like they're just like you do have your core group. But the X Men has changed their core group because they've been around for so long. Fantastic Four is the Fantastic Four. Sure, the Avengers obviously has changed throughout the history as well. The Justice League. I mean, even of, the Fantastic but, Four for a while they had Spider Man in there for a while. Yeah, She Hulk and sure, but for the most, I mean, the X Men they constantly are flipping around because it just gets so stale. Because what what are you going to do with this? These characters are so based around their powers in the movie that there's no personality behind any of them. They're not interesting. I think that's the movie, though. I don't think it's the X-Men themselves. No, in the X-Men comics and whatnot, you just have Wolverine kind of yelling bub smoking a cigar. And... <laughs> yeah, personality. Oh, wow. So deep. <laughs> I know I personally don't like X-Men. If yeah. you like them, more to you. They don't do it for me. That's fair. You know, not everything is for everybody. That's That's my deep thought of the of the week wow not everything is for everybody way to dig deep there you, you know some people like some stuff <laughs> and other people like different stuff wow i'm getting real deep this week i like it <laughs> want to see what the world thinks of this thing yeah let's let's hear it rotten tomatoes one to 100 what do you think oh i remember this one being like the panned movie so I'm going to say like 62. How about like 57? Oh! Yeah, audience score is only 61, so they're pretty Dang. aligned there that this is not great. Yeah, the general consensus is that X-Men The Last Stand provides plenty of mutant action for fans of the franchise, even if it does so at the expense of its predecessor's deeper character moments. <laughs> yeah. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Did they have them? <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot of depth to any of these characters in this movie. No, no. Except maybe Beast. Maybe. But that's just because Kelsey Grammer, he can act with his eyes. He's over here looking at his hand, and you're like, oh, he has a history. He knows how to provide his character depth. And speaking of depth, someone who's six feet under, Roger Ebert did see this thing. (laughs) And he gave this three out of four stars. What? Yeah, he's a bit of a fan. I'm going to kind of cherry pick here a little bit because he said a lot. And he did the thing where he's just like, this happens, and this happens, and this happens. He says of the X-Men himself, One of the distractions in all of the X-Men movies is that the X-Men are always getting involved in local incidents that have little to do with the big picture. They demonstrate their powers during disagreements and courtships, neighborhood emergencies, psychological problems, or showing off. After three movies, you'd think they'd have learned to coordinate their efforts so that Storm, for example, is not suddenly needed to brew up a last-minute storm to save the neighborhood, city, state, world. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's... Like the big thing about this movie is at the end where Wolverine's like we work as a team it's like yeah three fucking movies later you finally get that (laughs) you all dressed in tight leather spandex together I like that the thing they do as a team though is the same thing they did in the danger room where Storm was like no we're supposed to act like a team (sighs) 
<laughs> well, is the thing that you did teamwork or not? I'm not sure now. Most things have an arc where you go A to B with like a big arcing motion in between. This sure. just went a straight line going, we're here. Now we're here. We did it. Hey, yeah. The Ebs also says, all the same, I enjoyed X-Men The Last Stand. I like the action. I like the absurdity. I like the incongruous use and misuse of mutant powers. And I especially like the way it introduces all of those political issues and lets them fight it out with the special effects. Political issues being kind of the morality and ethical dilemma. Yeah, the, uh, the quandary of should this cure exist. Exactly. He says, Magneto would say this is a test of survival of the fittest. Xavier would hope they could learn to live together. Yeah. So, better movie. Anything he's talking about is a better movie. I yeah, wish whatever, it was about this I, movie. I, I wish he had written it. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> On Amazon. Yeah. This sucker's got 4.2 out of 5. Okay. So people kind of like it, but kind of don't. I feel like X-Men people are the ones rating it, though. Probably. And it was <laughs> this was one of the rare ones where 59% five star, 5% one star, huh. and almost all of the one stars are legitimate. Really? They're not, this disc sucked. Had to have it in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> From March 1st, 2008. I'm so bored with today's superhero movies. Oh. There's nothing wrong with a bit of mindless escapist entertainment from time to time, but I've just about had it with today's crop of mind-numbing, CGI-infested superhero stink fests. So this is three months before Iron Man came out. I was just going to say, this is in 2008? Yep. Good luck. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this man's life is about to change. Good for him. Yeah. From August 10th, 2010. Title, They Ruined a Universe. Review, Politics, Politics, Politics. Politics. Because James Marsden was on Superman Returns, Cyclops gets killed off? Really? Well, yeah, they filmed at the same time. Yep. <laughs> it's not it's not That's a, how scheduling it's works. It's not a DC Marvel thing. It's a it's a literal schedule thing. Yes. That there's a <laughs> believe it or not, Cyclops, he was played by an actor. What? Yeah. They had to schedule that actor to come in and recite the lines. Now, James Marsden does not have lasers for eyes. Very important to note that. Really? He had to pretend that he had lasers for eyes oh. in all these movies. They're all pretending? They're all pretending. Well, I'll never look at Patrick Stewart the same way again. No, you can't. And weirdly enough, everything you see, <laughs> they're not making up. There's a script that tells them what to say. Really? I can't. <laughs> if you haven't seen this uh. bit of extras with Sir Ian McKellen, it's a <laughs> gift. It's an absolute gift. Very good. I showed you that, didn't I? Yes. Oh, man. We'll post that. We have to post that. Yeah. That's so good. We'll post it right after we post the Juggernaut video. Sure. <laughs> it, it's needed. Nine minutes long. It, that should be. Yeah. Comedy gold. Right. From August 5th, 2016. Title, Nonsensical Per the Marvel Norm. Oh, wait. Mar 2016? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Typical Marvel junk. Nothing makes any sense if you think about it, and I can't just turn my brain off. I'm not talking about the superpowers. Accepting the superpower aspect, the story still makes no sense. But how is that? It's typical Marvel junk, Brian, apparently. Uh, getting heated over here. Getting heated. <laughs> is that your superpower? This is not typical Marvel junk. This is just junk. <laughs> this is just junk. It's pre-good Marvel junk. Yes. This is the old Marvel junk. Junk. <laughs> not the... It's this is Marvel Entertainment junk, not Marvel Studios junk. Fine. This is totally. in association with junk. Well, we've learned that the association can work sometimes, like sometimes. with Venom. Recently. Where they beat it into you. Yeah. 
Typical Marvel junk. How dare you? From October 11th, 2006. As bad as the other two were good. Uh, it's a weird bar to set. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> real uncomfortable, especially because the bar stayed negative most of the time. And I disagree. I think this is the most entertaining of the three. That's all right. That's totally... I mean, we have talked about Iron Man. Not nauseam here. Yeah. We've said Iron Man 3 is probably the best Iron Man movie. Iron Man 3 is very good. You know what? This might be the best out of the three of these. Really? It might be. This is surprising. Because I think it's the shortest. Oh, okay. There, there that has to count for something. There was the benchmark. From July 4th, 2008. Let me start by saying Brian Singer made the biggest mistake of his life turning down X-Men 3 for Superman Returns. The biggest mistake of his life. He probably still loses yeah, sleep not over all the, it. Not all the sexual misconduct allegations, but <laughs> this was the one. This was the big mistake. Uh, he can get all touchy-touchy-feely-feely inappropriately, but don't but it turn it down be X-Men worse than turning down X, not X3. <laughs> <laughs> From October 6th, 2006, this was an interesting one because it's just a list of questions. He okay. says a lot of bullshit in here. Don't get me wrong. I, if I read this whole thing, it's a whole episode on so We're not doing that. Okay. Let me read some of the questions that this man poses. He posed 19 of them. What? He had free time that day. Clearly. He says, why was Alkali Lake covered in a fog so dense when Wolverine and Storm arrived that they couldn't even see each other? Did this somehow advance the plot? <laughs> it obscured Gene. It, not wrong. Why did Jamie Maddox, multiple man, join Magneto? Poor guy was locked up in a solid metal box and missed Magneto's whole speech about mutant freedom, but his first words after being freed were not, who are you and how did you get me out of this prison, but rather, I'm in, sign me up. I mean, if somebody frees you from prison, are you going to be like, all right, later? <laughs> You're not going to question him? <laughs> I'd be like, this guy got me out of jail. Yeah, I'll do whatever I'll, he I'm wants. on his side now all of a sudden? Yeah. All right. Fine. Another question he asks is, why did 20 minutes elapse in the movie before anyone even started asking questions or speculating about what happened to Cyclops? That is a great question. Nobody cares what happens to Cyclops. <laughs> That's because this Cyclops is the worst. He is not great. Not even a little bit. He's not a leader. He's not Cyclops. He's I just agree. mopey-ass James He's Parsons. so mopey. Can you imagine him it. and Sean Ashmore had just a scene one-on-one? I legit think everyone in the theater would just kill themselves. <laughs> Another question he asked is, why did Professor X say to Logan, I warned you, when did this happen? In what way was Jean's waking up and dry humping Wolverine not only his fault, but also something Professor X warned him about? As because Wolverine got all touchy-feely with the, the corpse or unconscious body of Brett Radner. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Also, what I don't know is, why did Magneto use his powers to turn a simple doorknob? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. How about we do some super stuff? Let's do some super stuff. Setting. Everywhere. Uh, it, Everywhere it, in USA. This movie takes place in Westchester, Canada, and San Francisco. Everywhere and nowhere. And there's no travel between any of it. It's dumb. I hate I'm it. I'm going to go 0.25 because San Francisco had a bridge. It did, and it was golden and had gates. That's it. It actually was neither of those things, but it was the golden gate Right. Bridge. Style and tone. Zero. I think you're right. This movie has no style and definitely no tone. Hero. Who? Heroes. Heroes. They save the day. They save the day. Automatic point two five for saving the day. Yeah. They do it in the dumbest way possible. They get it at done. At their convenience of powers. And you lose like half of them. Right. And they're not even fighting 
I don't know what they're fighting for. They're fighting for like peace, but yeah, they're kind of like the right to choose. I guess they're fighting so all these humans don't get killed. <sighs> Fine, <laughs> but and it, also the little boy yeah, who has the, the sure power, who is barely in this movie. Barely, I'll go point two five. I think you're to fine. give it something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did save the day. Villains, kind of like Magneto still. I, I, I really don't like, him like as much. Magneto. No, he's not as good in this one as he is in the other two. I, I kind of want to go like 0. 0.5. And you have Jean Grey, too. She's kind of villainous. Yeah. I, go, mean, I still want to go and 0. She, 5. She does kill Professor X. And Cyclops. And Cyclops. Well, 0. 0.75, Cyclops man. Cyclops had it coming. I agree. <laughs> 0. 0.75, I think, is fair. Don't go to the lake. Don't, Don't go, go to, to the, the lake. lake. Female characters. Boo. Um, this is tough. This one is tough because Kitty Pride does stuff. There's a lot of them. They do things. Rogue does nothing. Rogue does nothing, but she was also unavailable for shooting. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, Phoenix. She's a big part of the movie, but she, is, she but she's stands not. around for a that's lot of it. it. She's and, just kind of there. And she's super horned up for no reason. I'll go 0.25 because Kitty Pryde's pretty good. She is pretty good. I agree with that. And Storm is given control of the school. Storm forgets that she could storm again. That's right. She always forgets. We cannot bring her up or else we will lower points. <laughs> Story and motivation. I think the story's okay. I think it's, yeah, it exists. I like In how, fact, there's yeah, two of them. <laughs> they're, and they're not done well. So I'll go point two five for story and motivation because the motivation- Well, the motivation, I understand I think, it on both out. sides, actually. Let's go point five then. Okay. Because the motivation does check out on both sides, heroes and villains. Yeah. It makes sense for what everybody wants. Makes sense. Right. Music. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty bad. I, and there were parts of it where I was like, oh, okay. I'm I'm liking what they're doing here it with the like, music. It sounds like we're split. It does. I have a point five. Okay. Call it a day. Sounds good to me. Impact on the genre. Big fat zero. That's a zero. It's not even an impact on its own movie. It's a zero. It is nothing happens. It is still the highest grossing X Men movie. Not hard to uh, do at adjusted this point. Adjusted for inflation. Fine. From two thousand six. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, also they completely rebooted it after this. Yeah, and they had to because they killed off half their cast. Yes. They're all going to be unavailable doing this True movie, Blood or whatever. This movie could have not existed because immediately after it ended, they were like, so like a whole new cast? You want to do a whole new cast? Let's do a whole new cast. Fine. How about a big fat zero? That's nothing. Teamwork makes the dream work. It sure does, but does it? <laughs> I mean, the only teamwork we really see in this thing is-, is Colossus, one-line Colossus yeah. throws Wolverine. And then Beast does a stabby stab. And Beast does stabby stab, and they there's, bring down Magneto. there's fog. Storm makes fog <laughs> to pull the whole thing off. Not hard to do in San Francisco to start, so right. I don't even know her power right. is. But she remembered about fog from earlier in the movie. Oh, of course. <laughs> There's only so much weather. How does she have trouble with this? You figure she can only make it rain, twister, snow, hurricane. Oh, tw- a lot of twister, Lightning. actually. Because oh. she did a lot of twister last time. She actually was, she requested, she's like, I want to do a lot of flippies in this movie. And then she ended up like throwing up all the time on the set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you asked for this. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Pick a number and go with it, because this thing is a mess. I think 0.5 for teamwork. Fine. I'll give you whatever it is. One-liners. None. I well, can... Okay, Brian, go. What do you got? I'm the juggernaut bitch. That's an internet thing yeah. that they just ripped off and put it in the Okay, movie. if we can't count things that were Fine, from 0.25. other things anymore. 0.25. And Beast does his line, the, oh, my stars and garters. Which is extremely good. And right from the comics. That's only two lines. I'll still go 0.25. 0.25. That's going to give Not X3 a 3.25. Fine. Totally fine with me. 
And that kind of lines up with where it was reviewed on the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. I guess so. Ish. It's a little low, actually, for it, but that's okay. That's fair. I'm okay with it. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going uh, to be headed into uh, another galaxy. We're going off brand. We're going a little off brand here. There's a movie coming out. It's supposed to be real big. Yeah, it's probably the most anticipated movie possibly of all time at this point. For nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Us. For us. For nerds. With Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker coming out, we want to do a lead-in. Dave wants to do a lead-in. It's a we. <laughs> We're a team, damn it. Yes, and I have obliged. Right. Lando wears a cape? There's capes in that that. We're, we're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. Episode eight. Eight. The Last Jedi. Because holy shit is that movie polarizing. <laughs> oh boy. It's contentious and uh, it should be fun. I can't wait. We'll talk about it and we'll have a good old time. It's going to get interesting for sure. I believe that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them our way, uh, katepodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget to keep listening at the end of every episode for the post-credits. We treat it like a Marvel movie because we're not original. That's exactly right. But they're there in every episode. (laughs) We'll see you next week for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Same pod time. Same pod snicked. Brian, that's not X3, the last stand. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we catch back up with Angel for his fifth scene of the movie. <laughs> and uh, he's flying around, and all of a sudden he's he's being tailed by two other winged creatures. He's like, what's going on here? And these two catch up, and they introduce themselves. They're also just men with wings. He's like, what's going on here? And he's like, I'm Bartleby. I'm Loki. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he said, we're on our way to Red Bank, New Jersey. We hear you're good at cutting wings off. I love it. They include him. Yeah. How nice is that? Do you think that they have a better chance of getting through that arch at the church by including him? Maybe. But then again, he's not very good at anything he does in this movie. Oh, that's pretty fair, actually. That's pretty fair. Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is you get one of those weird, like, post scenes of, like, at the end of the movie of, like, where did they go type things. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, Wolverine, you see him, he's just going to Canada. Just, that's it. <laughs> Storm sitting there. She's just going to take over the school, I suppose. Sure. But Beast. Beast is sitting there. And Wolverine looks at him and goes, what are you going to do now that we're done with all this stuff? We had our last stand. He goes, well, I think I'm going to go to Seattle. And I'm going to start my own radio program. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> Toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh, that's got a nice ring to it. <laughs>